Good morning and uh, welcome to today's off-season here right across regional Queensland on the Resonate Broadcast Network. What's in the chair here with you for the next hour? Scott Parkinson joins me in the studio. Mate, how's your week been? Different, but been good. Um, can't complain. I get to spend Sunday morning with you, bloke. So how bad can the world be? Nick Backstrom, um, we are practising uh, social isolation here and wow, Hasn't it been a, a week? It's been a funny old week, and uh, yeah, I tend to. I turned out I'm an essential person. Who knew? That took me by surprise. <laughs> uh, obviously, sports uh, come to more or less a grinding halt, except racing. Uh, leads us into our first guest, Nick uh, Leon Roberts, uh, vice president of Emerald Jockey Club, and also the Capricornia delegate uh, for the Country Racing Board. Yeah, obviously, uh, there's a lots going on all over in any uh, so many areas. So it's great to get some absolute clarification from someone in the know about the future, the immediate future of horse racing. Jamie Soward. Uh St. George Dragons legend joins us for a, a bit of a chat and talk about his new podcast, Sweet and Soured. Yeah, Sweet and Soured. I mean, he's in a similar position to us. And like I said, he's just a bit more successful than what, what the three of us are. <laughs> but in terms of putting a podcast on, a sporting podcast with no sport, and I mean, they've got this chocolate debate. And I'm going to throw it out there quickly to you guys. Your ultimate chocolate. Now, don't you dare say what you Ooh. said later in the show. <laughs> um, your favourite chocolate, Nick, what would win the final for you? Oh, gee, that's a toughie. Um... That's pretty, you'll have to come back to me. <laughs> no, no, we're putting you on the spot. No, go. Oh my Three, God. two, Favorite. one, and... <laughs> oh, look, you are really, look, can I just say, I'm going to get sentimental here because I'll never taste it again, but my mother's chocolate fudge will never be bettered. I, I, I love Turkish delight, but right on the spot, Scott, <laughs> violet crumble or crunchy? I don't like either. I don't like the feeling of honeycomb in my teeth, but I'm going to go violet crumble. Oh, you yeah. sick animal. There is no, <laughs> there is no contest. It's Violet Crumble all the way. What are you? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Seriously. <laughs> we, we don't have enough time in the show. <laughs> Nick, uh, later on in the show, we talk to Dave. Power to Bane. Um, give us a few tips looking forward to isolation, how we keep moving, things positive and uh, eating healthy. I think Dave Power to Bane is one of the great discoveries we've made together here as a show because uh, he's he's so positive and inspiring. He's not mindlessly positive. Like he's not one of those people who go, hey, you're the greatest ever. No, he just really genuinely yeah. wants you to be the best you can be and it's great. Sit back, gather around for the next hour. This is the off-season heard right across regional Queensland. Back with the off-season, and you can catch us right across regional Queensland on the Resonate Broadcast Network. What's he in the chair here with you all morning on until 10? Anyhow, and <laughs> Nick Backstrom at midnight tonight, uh, the new racing regions come into place uh, right across Queensland um, where horses domiciled in a certain zone will have to race in that zone. Jockeys can pick two zones to travel in. It seems a little bit um, higgledy-piggledy. It'll probably take a while to iron all these things out, but the most important thing is that racing goes on. For sure. As I keep saying, I'm glad I'm not in a position where I have to make any of these big decisions because <laughs> they're, they're unprecedented. And uh, joining us on the line is the Capricornia uh, re representative for the Country Racing Board and also uh, the Emerald Jockey Club, I think, vice president now, Leon Roberts. <laughs> uh, good morning and uh, thanks for your time. Yeah, good morning. Watch it. Good morning. Good morning, listeners. Yeah, you're right there. Vice president at the moment, Mary Bulge is the president and... Uh, yeah, and, and she's uh, she's got some difficult uh, decisions to make too in these these times that we've got at the moment. But yeah, there's uh, certainly uh, a lot of work being done by Racing Queensland. What's he with this? Um, the way they've decided to go ahead with it, and uh, uh, it's, it's a wonderful uh, venture, really. And uh, there was just something you touched on there before. Yeah, the jockeys can move east and west. Uh, that's correct, and they can ride in two different regions. 
but they're not allowed to move north and south. Mm. So the guys that are based in uh, Rockhampton and Mackay, for instance, can, can move out and ride on the Saturdays at Emerald and Barcaldon. And then the other thing you said about the horses domiciled in certain areas, that's that's correct also. But we had an interesting situation with Billy Johnson. Uh, a lot of people would know, um, you know, well-known uh, country trainer Billy Johnson. He's based at Bordercombe now. Yep. And they weren't quite sure what region they were based in. So they made a phone call to the Queensland Country Racing Manager, Cole Truscott, who lives in Rockhampton. And Cole said, well, he said, you wouldn't believe this. He said, the line, the division line, goes right through the property that you live on. <laughs> <laughs> so they actually had a choice of deciding whether they wanted to race uh, out west at Barcaldon or Emerald or, or race at Mackay or Rockhampton. And uh, they chose to race in uh, Mackay, Rockhampton, I think, because the... Uh, the the ratings of the horses they had and and they thought they were probably better quality horses and also the travel they'd have to travel to Barcaldon mm. every second week from from Rockhampton so and another trainer um, Leon that will be affected by this and one that really bolsters country numbers is Johnny Manselman because uh, his his team in Mackay now also just uh, being able to run in Mackay and Rockhampton that's correct one hundred percent correct it is yeah. Um, there have been a couple of clubs in our region that are not very happy about being, uh, uh, in, in particular, say, Thangool and Gladstone. I know they were disappointed that with not being involved either with Rockhampton, um, Rockhampton Macquarie um, mm. area, or Barcaldon and Emerald. Um, they're, they're included in the, the next division down, uh, which will be racing at Bundaberg, right? Yeah. But... Um, Racing Queensland are happy to discuss any situation where a club would prefer to be in another region. So, and after the first couple of weeks, I think you might even see some change. And you'll probably see Thangool, for instance, coming out of the uh, the Bundaberg uh, region and coming coming out west with us. Yeah. So obviously they're going to be sort of reviewing as they go. We don't know how long the situation is going to last. Is there a sort of a, a date when they're going to look at the 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 situation as a whole again to reassess? Uh, this stage, Nick. No, it's uh, this is this this is going to be in place for April and May, and I'm guessing probably um, towards the, the middle of May we'll probably, hope, you know, we'll know a little bit more um, mm. um, about what's happening with this coronavirus, and and of course things can change very quickly. Uh, should um, an industry participant go down with the virus, you know, that would really throw the cat amongst mm. the pitches and could lead to the. Uh, um, you know, the um, suspension of racing in, in a particular area. Emerald really, for me, was a no-brainer. I think its spot in the Capricornia region as the premier track is um, is warranted. Out here in the west, though, um, Longreach usually uh, holds nine meetings a year and Bar Calden just the five. But I think the telling ta- factor would have been the, the grass track in the outback here. It uh, gathers nominations from far and wide, jockeys and horses. Yeah, and... I'm not sure whether the fact it might have been you know, an hour closer to Emerald might have had something to yeah. do with it, but if uh, if someone's, uh, you know, um, wanted to know the reason, all you'd need to do would be to contact Simon Stout or Ross Goh from Racing Queensland. There's been a lot of thought going to this, and, um, you know, that these uh, decisions haven't been made without, without good reason. Yeah, I think they've definitely probably they've made the right decision out here in the West anyway, and I think um, Barcaldon will present well on the TAB, and that's the other big bonus as well, Leon, for the owners and trainers, or the owners in particular that can't make it to the race meetings now, can actually watch their charges on TV. 
they can, and they they can actually have a bet on them. It, mm. But it's an interesting situation with the betting because yeah, the TAB will be betting on it, which then means that the corporate bookmakers, I guess, will be betting on it as well. But where does that leave the local bookmakers? Mm. Um, yeah. Are they going to be given the opportunity to uh, to uh, uh, take some off course bets on uh, on on these races? Uh, I'm not sure whether whether that's been discussed or not. Yeah, some information coming through Friday was that no will be the short answer to that. Um, I know there was a bookmaker that was fielding bets uh, in Queensland and has been told to bring his markets down. So interesting development there because, as you said, a lot of these bookmakers do do a lot of yards uh, throughout the year and uh, and make a crust out of uh, on-course bookmaking. Yeah, that's right. And it just seems unfair that the corporates are going to be able to do it and they can't. And how things are travelling around Emerald? Um, you've got a lot of horses uh, there with uh, Glenda Bell and uh, Ellie Smith based there as well. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's thing, one thing that would have been taken into account was the horse population, the horse population and, and the jockey population, and that would have uh, been taken into account when they did the divisions of the, of the regions. Um, you know, I, you know it, it, I would wonder whether we're going to have a big enough horse population to have good size fields for six races each each Saturday, uh, yep. alternatively at Barcourt and Emerald, but that remains to be seen. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just around Emerald with, you know, we're, we're going to rely a lot on, uh, <laughs> on on the guys from out west, yep. given that we haven't got anyone coming from um, Mackay or, or Rockhampton. Certainly uh, intriguing, and uh, the, the week's coming will tell us a lot more, but uh, the most important thing is that country racing is still going ahead. Leon Roberts, uh, thanks very much for your time this morning. Thanks, Watchy. This is the off-season heard right across the Resonate Broadcast Network. Back with the off-season, and uh, you can catch us right across regional Queensland on the Resonate Network. Now, Nick, things are changing by the day, by the minute, and isolation is becoming a real factor, and... Um, Something to think about is keeping active, and not only for your physical attributes, but also for your mental health. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are going stir-crazy. We're only really one week in to yeah. the official sort of stay-at-home. So, uh, yeah, looking for good tips. Now, the man <laughs> that can help us is Power Man, Dave Tobain. How are you, mate? Hey, guys. Good to be here. Uh, mate, first of all, it's such an important issue, isn't it? With you know, I mean, it's easy just to go home, shut the door, sit down, play Xbox for eight hours. <laughs> eat and go to bed but realistically you can't sustain that for long you've got to be active true totally you know when we're in these states where we're in isolation you know we're going to look after our physical health our mental health and also our emotional health as well and that's where moving your body actually can help get these emotions that you're probably feeling in this ever-changing environment out of your body and a lot of times right now when we're scrolling through instagram and all the news and all that sort of stuff we're too much in our heads so we do need to break things up and get into that body. And that's why doing some form of movement at home is bloody fantastic during these times. And, and also, too, for the moment, um, the, myself and the boys here in the studio are making a point of having an hour walk in the afternoon, mainly just to, to have a chat, start the conversation, and, and for exercise as well. That may not last for much longer, you know, with social distancing and stuff. What have you got for the listeners um, to kickstart uh, a healthy day? Yeah, so what I would suggest is definitely get out there and get some sunlight, get some fresh air as much as you possibly can. But look, if we do get locked down in all four walls, what we want, what I've got for everyone is I'm doing kids' workouts in the power man suit. So that's where people can tune in via Zoom and watch a live video. I've got also live trainings that I do. Uh, and then, mate, I actually started doing these on Zoom for companies. 
Really? Who have oh, wow. you know, been working from home, and they've been looking at ways that they can spice up their, their work and routines and connect and create cohesion with their team. So I've been doing some uh, live uh, Zoom workouts for workplaces, which has been quite interesting as well. So, um, you know, mate, the, the main thing is you do something. So whether it's just you do some basic stuff with your kids and training or a little run around the backyard or things like that, uh, as long as you're moving, that's, that's the main thing at this point. Now, I've signed up for one of your programs, Dave, the Lose 5K in five weeks. And what I really liked about it was how you broke down what you need to do. So it didn't sound like a huge commitment. It's actually very manageable stuff, both in adapting your diet and adapting your exercise. Yeah, mate. And that, that's why I put that together was, you know, so many people have complicated. And if you, um, you, as you go through those videos, at the end, I've actually given everyone my 30-day challenge for free as part of that during this time. And that's where I break down what you eat, what you think, what you do, your environment and the choices you make and really go deeper. But to get started with this kind of thing, people need to know that it's achievable and it's simple because so many people have probably got into something that's too complicated and done it for three days or maybe a week or two and they're going, stuff this, I can't bloody sustain on this. And they throw it away and then they lose hope in themselves. And I want to restore people's help with it, help within themselves and this is a great time to actually start cleaning up your life in mm. many ways. Clean up the house, clean up your diet, clean up your mind. And, um, you know, sometimes we wish that we had more time at home and now we've got it, let's bloody use it. <laughs> that's right. I think it's a great thing because that's what I'm like. I'm, I'm just sort of a reader. I'm, a, you know, sit down and read for hours and actually just getting out and doing exercise is not my thing naturally. So it's great to have something like this that makes it so easy. Yeah, mate. It just means that you, it hasn't been your thing. So it's, um, it's good to always change that. And, mm. you know, for anyone out there listening, power stands <laughs> for power of words, the way you speak to yourself. So even when you're trying new things in this moment right now is be open to it. Give yourself a chance to, uh, you know, try new things. And um, you know, especially especially right now, you know, when we're in isolation and things like this, it's good to actually have a, have a positive mind and, and give new things a go. So now, one... man, I appreciate you getting started. Now, one thing you mentioned there before was diet. Now, I imagine there's going to be a country full of incredible cooks in six months. <laughs> oh, hey, this, this, is, this is fantastic. You know, like getting people back to using their kitchen. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, people have kitchens and fridges and they don't even bloody use them. And one thing's for sure, if you do want to sit down and read a book to your kids, Power Man's the way to go. Well, how are the books going, mate? <laughs> mate, we've actually got the third book out, which is called Find the Courage Within which is all about when I was younger, we were in a 10-year drought and things weren't looking good and I noticed that with my parents and their stress, then I then took their stress on. And then I'd go to school and I was failing all my tests and couldn't concentrate and I actually had to reach out for help and I got help from my school counsellor about the whole situation to understand it. And um, so, mate, that book's coming out within the month and I'm actually partnering up with the seed company because in that book I talk about create, uh, planting a mini farm Yes. Where I use the water from the showers to actually grow some plants. And so I'm teaming up for this little seed company so every book gets a, a set of seeds. So kids can, kids can start learning these schools about how to grow some fruit and veggies for themselves. Anyone who wants to get in contact with you, Dave, uh, for any of your programs or your books, uh, what's the best place to do so? Mate, for the books, it's cowmanbook.com. Uh, and for everything else, just jump on my Instagram, com. Uh, not .com, just Dave's <laughs> And uh, shoot me a message. More than happy to help anyone out during this time. Mate, thanks very much for your time and contribution the off-season. And uh, we'll catch up in the coming weeks. I uh, appreciate you guys. And can't wait to get up when all this chaos is uh, 
is over, get up there and do a little tour and speak in your communities. That'd be a great thing to sort of pay you guys back for all the help you give me as well. Give us a pow. Pow! <laughs> across the Resonate <laughs> Network. Back with the off-season uh, heard right across regional Queensland on the Resonate Network, 4SB, 4VL, 4ZR, 4HI, 4LM, 4GC, 4LG, and the Hot Country Network. Every night you're going to bed, Mr Parkinson, and you're saying a prayer, aren't you? I am, mate. And you said the off-season. It's the greatest off-season that's ever, and greatest not in a good way, because it is off. Everything's yeah. off. And, and the Brisbane Broncos were flying, so I'm glad the season's over, because well, I have to put up with you, but you've, you're going out a winner. Well, top of the table. I mean, we're undefeated um, in 2020. Um, probably would have won the premiership, so we'll just see what happens. And uh, we thought we'd get an expert on the line for his thoughts uh, about the season going forward. Uh, Jamie Soward, uh, good morning. Hey, boys. How we going? Good. Thanks for your time, mate. Now, you know, unprecedented times across the world, across every industry, and across the great game as well. How do you see this transpiring? Oh, look, I think, yeah, first and foremost, um, I hope all the listeners are looking after themselves in... Uh, the isolation period and, you know, picking up a phone call if you are doing it tough. Um, yeah, that's important to remember that, you know, the, the world is bigger than the rugby league world and uh, other things happen. So in terms of that, I uh, hope everyone's staying safe. But the rugby league world, look, did a show on Monday for NRL.com, uh, which I've been doing for three years and walked out and she was over. So the uh, the uncertainty within the rugby league world is probably what everyone... I mean, we're all watching the news each night. We don't really know what's going on. We're all hoping it's going to end pretty soon, but uh, I think the reality is probably starting to set in a couple of days after losing all my jobs that um, it's going to be a long, long wait. Yeah, 100%. Now, if, for instance, we're using this six-month term very loosely, that would take us to midway through September. Can you see the season getting up and running or we'll just say a blot for 2020? I'd like to see the season run. I think there's an avenue there where you could, you know, you get... Maybe Origin, possibly, you know, maybe a knockout system where you play maybe another six games and then you just one to sixteen, you just ranked and you have a, you don't have an NRL premiership, but you certainly have enough games to be able to cover the rights. So, uh, look, I think the first, it's hard to sort of um, pinpoint when and where they're going to start, but I'd love to see a competition, uh, not only personally for my. Uh, financial uh, benefit, but mm. you know, just I think rugby league is the one sport in Australia, probably neck and neck with um, I'd say be better than AFL, but it really gets the community back together. And, and maybe this is the chance where we look at how we all socialise with each other in the rugby league world. Maybe media looks at themselves and, and realises we've taken a little bit for granted in terms of the players and, and how we cover them, and maybe the players have. Have uh, get a chance to reflect on how much the media, um, you know, is they rely on the media for the game to go. So I, I don't know. It's it's really hard to to sort of predict, but hopefully we'd like to see a little competition. Jamie, it's it's Scott here, mate. And I want to talk about the competition we did have. We were lucky enough to get two rounds. Of course you do. Um, who who was really standing out for you? Was there someone that impressed you over those two rounds of the competition? Yeah, look, I think the Broncos. Um, I was pretty critical of Anthony Sebald last year. I thought um, a lot of deflection about the performances that were going on the field and, and not enough, I guess, your responsibility put back into the players. Uh, so to see those guys go up to uh, North Queensland and open a stadium, which is bloody hard to do, to win up there, let alone win in a new stadium, uh, that was impressive for me and then the way they backed it up. So... You, know, you look at them. Uh, the other, some of the other teams, the heavyweights that everyone was saying, like Parramatta and Canberra, you know, played a couple of ordinary teams. Uh, for me, Brisbane really impressed. It was 
it was looking like I had them in my sort of eight anyway. Uh, the combination between Milford and, and Croft looked like it had been unlocked against two two teams that were probably going to fight for the eight. So Brisbane really impressed me. Jamie, I want to talk, go back. Let's uh, go back into your career because you're a legend of the game, mate. You played over 200, 200 games and you, your really career took off when Wayne Bennett came to St. George. And, and I'm a big fan of the great man, obviously being a Broncos supporter and, you know, you support the man going. Some people call him my second father. Um, but what <laughs> did he really do for you in your career? Yeah, I wouldn't really say I'm, I'm a legend. I mean, I was lucky enough to play alongside some really good guys. And uh, when Wayne came to the club, I was sort of not teetering, but certainly um, hadn't probably fulfilled uh, my potential that I did over the next three years. So uh, Wayne really came to the club and uh, offered that sort of leadership and mentorship that I'd probably lacked early on in my rugby league career. And, um, you know, for anyone that knows my story is, you know, when you lose your old man um, the day after your debut, it's it's a long sort of trek back and I never really had any security with footy and stuff like that. So, um, you know, my off-field life was, was great. You know, I had great support systems, but probably just lacked that um, guy to come in and really uh, unlock me as a person uh, within the rugby league community and, Wayne was able to do that, which was pretty worked out pretty good. Jamie, let's fast forward now to 2020. And Sorry, boys, uh, I've got a cough. I haven't got I haven't got coronavirus. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> we can get it through the phone anyway, mate. I was just about I was just still laughing from the phone <laughs> because uh, when you two uh, introduced yourself, I thought someone said Joel Parkinson. <laughs> yeah. and I was getting nervous because I didn't. Uh, I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I hope I don't sound stupid. But when he said it was Scott Parkinson, I said, "Who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people often relax when they find out it's me, mate. Uh, unless unless yeah. you're from a Longreach local, of course, and uh, you're a platinum celebrity out here. Oh, big grade celebrity <laughs> in these parts. Let's move forward to 2020, Jamie, and the uh, Sweet and Sour podcast. Yeah, boys. Yeah, so um, I did a basketball one a couple of years ago, but I've got in uh, got into business with a couple of people down here in Sydney, and the Sweet and Sour podcast every Tuesday night, we pretty much get on and talk a bit of shit, so um, yeah, we, we enjoy ourselves. We've started to do a couple of little isolation podcasts, uh, but it's more about just talking a little bit of sport, trying to introduce uh, the Australians into the American side of things, but also keeping up to date with uh, AFL and NRL. My co-host Nick Davis is there from the Swans, so it's been good. It's been uh, having a bit of fun. I want to try and get a cushy gig like you two guys and <laughs> be on radio and be a local celebrity somewhere. Maybe maybe I might uh, just give up the footy media coverage and try and get up north, but... Uh, no, nah, it's good fun. I'm learning about hosting and, and ad breaks and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's not as easy as what uh, some players think, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, we got a podcast too, mate. Ours just isn't successful. <laughs> um, where did the idea come from? Where was the inspiration? I've been listening to podcasts for years. You know, I guess putting the right people in, in and around. I don't know how to cut it all up and, and release it and all that kind of stuff. So I'm still learning that, but... Um, just a, an outlet to be able to talk and I mean we've got a couple of sponsors on board I think topsport.com.au uh, up there up there up in Queensland yeah, yep. uh, we've got a Miranda Hotel we've got yeah, Off Season Vintage all these uh, sponsors wanted to get on board so um, I, it was it was nice and refreshing because I didn't think anyone liked me outside of uh, <laughs> Dragons fans so um, to have those people jump on board and um, yeah, front us a little bit of cash to be able to get up and running it was is uh, probably overwhelming to start with. Now it's just coming up with the content. So, oh, that's uh, the drama, Matt, isn't it? <laughs> well, once Mass finishes, we might be in trouble. We've been doing a weekly <laughs> Mass wrap up, and uh, 
It's been going great. So we've been doing, um, if you're on Twitter, uh, we've been doing a chocolate war. So uh, we did the, you know, the 16 greatest chocolates. Um, so we're just getting to the semifinals of that. And uh, What would you boys pick if you had to go into a petrol station? One chocolate. Oh, Turkish mate. delight. Oh, yeah, oh, to throw no. out the window. Um, that, yeah, that's oh, right. That, um, that, that got knocked out first round by Kerry Wright. Yeah, oh, are you kidding yourself? Turkish delight, the viewers just turned off. Mate, I'd go <laughs> Twix, the cookie crunch. Yeah, Twix, so that's in, it's under the second round. So uh, the Twix is, is my um, favourite to go uh, all the way. So it'll, it'll play Snickers uh, next round. It's playing golden rough at the moment, but... Uh, Look, with the world the way it is at the moment, boys are having a little bit of fun. And Time uh, this morning. Best way to get onto the Sweet and Sad podcast? Yeah, just rate, review and subscribe on Apple iTunes or Spotify, boys. I appreciate all the downloads. And uh, any time you boys are um, feeling you need a little bit of pick-me-up, give us a call and we'll uh, have a bit of a chat. Jamie Soud, thanks very much for your time and contribution to the off-season heard right across regional Queensland on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It's approaching 10 bells on this Sunday, the 29th day of March 2020. Don't forget, today is Neighbour Day. Reach out to not only your next-door neighbour, the bloke up the road or even uh, one of your mates. Pick up the phone, make a call, and and check in with as many people as you can today. This has been the off-season heard across the Resonate Broadcast Network on 4SB, 4VL, 4ZR, 4HI, 4LM, 4GC, 4LG, and the Hot Country Network. Big thanks to Leon Roberts, the president, uh, vice president even, of the Emerald Jockey Club and Capricornia uh, Country Board Delegate Jamie Soud and Dave Power to Bain but before we sign off it's time for Paco's Probe Well it's actually a different segment it's Rate of Origin <laughs> well, the, new, the new segment The new segment, new game, here's how it works I right. give you blokes an athlete you tell me is the athlete overrated underrated, properly rated and then I'll reveal the answer our first athlete. We've seen it on Facebook. You guys have seen it now. Get on Facebook. Come on. Like our page. Yes, Keep up please. to date. And, and add some comments. What yeah. do you think? Sean Bartley, thank you for what your thoughts are. The athlete is Carmichael and is, Hunt. And now you're barred. <laughs> Carmichael Hunt. Carmichael Hunt. What a massive personality he was, Nick. Oh, look. Fantastic is. rugby league player, I think. Um, had an hilarious... Are we uh, talking... Sorry, Nick, to cut you off. Are we talking athlete, athlete? or a particular code? Career. Career. Beautiful career. Okay. Uh, had an hilarious career in uh, AFL, particularly when he broke uh, Richmond's hearts, I think, by kicking the, the... I think maybe the one goal of his career one after goal. the bell to win the game. And um, rugby, overrated by country mile. As a rugby player, uh, he was a star. You know, one of the ones that they built publicity around, but he, he was never quite up to. He's not a bad player by any stretch, but he wasn't as good as he was blown up to be. Overall, I'm going to say uh, rated fairly. Properly rated, okay. What's it? Very good call. Um, I echo the thoughts, and I'm no rugby expert, um, but he did, and I don't believe in what Union did when they brought players across, even for Lau, and go back to the early days, they prioritised them, made them marquee players in front of kids that have grafted their trade yeah. and you know probably put a lot of noses out of joint the way they lot, did and wasted that, a lot of money and wasted a lot of money um afl that was just a gimmick he lasted a season i don't rate that um rugby league yes as an athlete overall unbelievable to to be able to play three codes at True. the top level it's taking into account you know the 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 changes in game the changes in body shape and the, the perseverance it would have had to take. I'm going to say he's slightly above 
how he was rated as an athlete. Slightly above. So is he underrated, properly rated? Under, over- so he's slightly underrated slightly as underrated. an athlete. Okay, well, I can tell you, Nick, you're wrong. Watsy, you've won this round. <laughs> Come on, Hunt is underrated. He changed the way the fullback was played as a league player. Bringing that ball up, charging into the line, that was beautiful to watch. To go to AFL, yes, he didn't play there very long, but I think he was average at best. And to go from NRL... Then to Union, don't forget he went over to France, then went to AFL and performed. He was picked in the side every week. He, he got a match-winning goal. He made the Wallabies. Say what you want about the Australian Rugby Union set up. He did make the Wallabies. Carmichael Hunt to me, if he doesn't have his off-field little dalliance in what happened, I believe he'd go down as one of the greater athletes in Australian sport. Underrated. I think he, as an athlete, a Budget version of Sonny Bill Williams. But that's the biggest problem. They came at the same time. Yep. Who actually won Rookie of the Year? Carmichael Hunt. Underrated. Point to Watsy, Nick. Better <laughs> luck next week. And what a great, what a great, great segment. This goes in I line with some of the stuff. stuff. <laughs> Gio, I played a bit of cards last night. I threw the, I threw the biggest dummy spit you've mm. ever seen. Because I wasn't explained by my lovely partner the rules properly. Well, I, was at, I actually gave the point to you because you did look a bit angry and I thought I can, I can deal with Nick's temper. I can't deal with yours. You've been working out from home. Nick hasn't. So you get the point. Great to catch up. We'll do it all again uh, next week from 9am here on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Watsy, Paco and Nick signing out. Have a great week.